Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Rooted Deep, a podcast featuring Reba Bowman and Allison Hale. Hey everybody, uh, we just want to welcome you to Rooted Deep. Uh, this is a podcast where we hope you're going to get grounded and growing, and that's really what it's all about for us here. And so Allie and I are together here today. We are uh, excited to continue to talk about motivational moments. We started that last week, and um, man, that was it was good, and I'm excited. I, yeah, I enjoyed just talking about and hearing what, what um, those passages of scripture, especially that motivated you or something, that you, a story that you like to go back to or that we like to go back to and kind of remember. And some of them have, are turning out to be very familiar to uh, these stories of David and Goliath last week. It's, it's just a very familiar story, but to go yeah. back and just be kind of um, reanimated a little bit. Kind of, oh, you know, absolutely. Sharing, Things sharing that fire us up and get us yeah. going. So, um, so, man, if you are... If you're kind of dragging through right now, don't leave this podcast, all right? Because we really want you to get in on today's motivational moment. Uh, But we always love to give you a little update on our lives and what's been going on. Um, So, Allie, I know you have had a pretty little bit of a busy travel schedule. So uh, talk to us about that just a little bit. Yeah, there's a there's a church out in in uh, Blue Springs, Missouri, right outside of Kansas City, and uh, they have actually supported our ministry, Mine and Gary's ministry, since before we re- we got down to the Dominican Harvest has been mm. a part of of uh, of our church in some way, off and on, you know, throughout the years. And so they have a women's retreat in the fall, and uh, and so this past this is the third time I've actually spoken at the women's retreat. And it's down in Branson. So uh, it was just fun to get away, get all, you know, it was about 100 women that we came um, into Branson, descended upon Branson, and um, <laughs> right in the fall. And so it's beautiful. Yeah. Anyway, it already got cold. It's beautiful weather. But then just um, just uh, spending time with the women um, one-on-one. I had a lot of one-on-one moments um, with different women um, of that, of the different churches that are represented. And then I got a chance speak on um, two of uh, two of my favorite topics in the Bible. So I thought it was, I, it was a really fun time, sold mercy jewelry and uh, literally sold stuff right off my neck. And then um, one go. of my speaking, one of my speaking times was actually in the afternoon, right after lunch. And I was worried. So I offered a free, free pair of earrings to anybody who had a friend that fell asleep and they woke them up right during the middle of the, um, of the speaking. So I wanted to make sure everybody kind of stayed awake, but uh, it, oh, it was good. funny. Yeah, the food was amazing, but you know how it happens, like at 1.30. Oh, eating, yeah. And then it's the worst time to do a session. Yes. Everybody's snoozing. And they've had raspberry cobbler and then just coffee. Mm. And so it's just, and it's cool outside. Oh, yeah. And so everybody was kind of settling in for a warm, a winter's nap. And I was like, what? I'm going to wake y'all up a little bit. So anyway, oh, yeah. but it was oh, a great awesome. week. Yeah. That's so you? cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was in West Virginia. And uh, we had a great time in West Virginia with the ladies up there. You're going to love this church's name. It's the Warriors Chapel. Don't you just love love that? (laughs) Yeah. So we were up there with those gals and had so much fun on a Monday and Tuesday night, uh, just doing same thing, speaking into women, encouraging them and helping them in their walk with God. And then we set up the table and of course we had Mercy Jewelry on there. Uh, And we had stuff from Guatemala and from Africa and all over the place. And so uh, the women had so much fun shopping the table. And being able to support those women uh, globally, that was fun. Um, sold a lot of uh, end of the rope Bible studies, which is mm, so cool, great. right? You know, yeah. Uh, so we, yeah, so we got a lot of that going on. So that was fun. And then I'm leaving tomorrow morning for um, where am I going? I'm going to Idaho uh, tomorrow, and I'm leaving for Idaho tomorrow. And actually, I'm pretty excited. 
we have brand new missionaries that are coming on board with Dare for More. This is the first time we've ever done anything like this. And so we're excited. So I'm going out and uh, talking to Dave and Ruth Hammond, our brand new staff members at Dare for More, as they're looking to raise support. And uh, they're going to be just a crucial part of what we're doing uh, around the globe and uh, creating sustainability. So I'm excited uh, to do that. So I'm heading out there where it's quite a bit cold. Uh, yes, where I'm yeah. sitting in Chattanooga, Tennessee right now. So, so yeah, so really cool opportunities. And, uh, you know, if you're listening and, you know, you are love women's events, uh, man, we would love to invite you. Dare for More Live is going to be in March. Allie will be there. Uh, you'll be able to hear from her. I'll be there. You'll be able to get some mercy jewelry. You'll be able to see us. So uh, check out our calendar for that. Dare for More Live is going to be in Alabama this year. We'd love to have you join us down there uh, as we'll be together. But hey, if you want to invite Allie to come and speak at one of your events or me or both of us, we love it. So invite us, get us on your calendar, uh, reach out to us. We would love to uh, jump in and have a, a, a fun opportunity with you at your women's conference retreat or whatever that might be. Absolutely. Um, We've had such a great time. Yeah, yeah, we do. And we're, we're double trouble together. So that's even <laughs> better. So, all right. Well, listen, man, let's talk about this. I'm pretty excited today. So Allie, why don't you set us up? What are we going to be talking? What is the motivational moment for today that we're going to be talking about? As soon as we started talking about this uh, topic, this is the first, this is the first um, passage of scripture that came to my mind. And it's interesting because it's almost like if you look at the, if you look at the passage, it would almost seem like it's a letdown. It's at the end of something. And we know how, you know, just like we were just, we were just at retreats and you know how things are kind of winding down and like, oh, I wish this could go on for another couple of days. Or I wish, you know, I didn't have to say goodbye specifically. And so this moment is actually right before the Ascension, when Jesus is finished with his earthly ministry and he's giving his last few, basically he's giving his last few motivational speeches to his, uh, to the disciples. And you kind of, at the beginning, you're like, oh man, he's leaving. This is sad. And that's how, you know, and so, but I just love, uh, he kind of, um, he kind of uh, stirs them up. And I just, mm-hmm. I think, and how could you not be motivated by some of the, by the words that he said? And so that's what I wanted to jump into. That was the very first one that popped in my mind when we started talking about this, this series. So we're going to jump oh. in. It's Matthew 28. I love it. Yeah. So we're going to be looking at it. We're, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, so this is such a, you know, you're right. So talking about the end of something, um, you know, there, there's been this, such an up and down emotional time for the disciples and those who loved Christ because the days leading up to this were the crucifixion, which is this massive, as we realize, as we study that, so brokenhearted disciples is feeling like, okay, well, how did we miss this? This is the end kind of thing. Resurrection, okay, which actually starts this, right? Massive events, resurrection, and they're like, seriously, there's just no way. This is amazing. And now Jesus has been hanging out with them for a while since Mm -hmm. the resurrection and we're coming to ascension. And again, it's this moment where he's leaving again. Um, And I think these are just, you know, you can imagine if you're a disciple, the emotional turmoil that you must Mm -hmm. feel um, going back and forth between crucifixion, resurrection, and now you're standing on this hillside and you're, And you realize that he's leaving mm-hmm. and just like he said he would, but nevertheless, um, you it's know, I'm sure they were real. all like, yeah. no, please stay. Right? <laughs> can't we, can't we talk you into it? This is, and I think 
a lot of times we don't give the disciples a lot of credit because we have we have the complete word of God. We can look mm. back and see, and we can interpret to the nth degree and so many passages of scripture and so many, so many times that Jesus that we can see as as readers of the word of God and have, having heard a lot of preaching, we can see where Jesus is preparing. Like if we go back and say, you know, oh, he told you this, he told you then, and he told you there, and he told you it was going to happen. But when yeah. you're living in the moment, and I think some of us who have lost have lost loved ones, when we think about our times and we're like, man, we didn't take advantage of that moment, or we didn't, we didn't realize that this would be the last time we were going to sit together at a table or whatever. Um, I think in, in the disciples day, they're like, yeah, I remember he said that, but it didn't become real until just now. And yeah. so when, when Christ has them on the hill and all of this time, and they're still confused by what their, what their job is going to be. Like he's yeah. been teaching and pouring into them for three and a half years. That's his earthly, you know, this was his earthly ministry was to take these 12 and then, you know, the 70 and all of the people that, that he, that he really taught because he didn't just teach 12 disciples, but he taught, you know, he specifically poured into these guys and he's mm -hmm. giving them a huge job to do. They were expecting Jesus to change their world and he's expecting them to change the world. And with yeah. his, with oh, that's his so, yeah, that's so good. And so well put, uh, say, oh, you gotta say that again. Ari. That's good. <laughs> Well, you know, the, right the disciples were, yeah, the disciples were expecting him to change their world, Israel, Rome, all of that. And what yeah. Christ had been doing was preparing them to change the world and with, yeah. with his teaching and, and mm, he had taught good. them and given him the message. And so he starts off and I know we all look at this passage and we look at the great commission. We look at, you know, the go ye therefore and teach all yeah. nations, um, and so he's given them this huge job, but I want that's kind of the meat in the middle, but I wanted to look at those two, uh, those two phrases on either side. Um, I love because, it. Yeah. And so all, all right, of so uh, yeah, take us ahead. there. Okay. No, I was going to say, yeah, take us there. So, um, and, and so Jesus came, you know, he came and spoke to them and he said, all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. So he's, he has all the power. And he's mm -hmm. telling them, then he tells them, go ye, there's the, there's the great commission, go ye therefore and teach all nations, um, teaching them to observe. And, you know, so you've got evangelism and discipleship. They're supposed to be mm -hmm. leading people to Christ and then teaching them in discipleship, walking with them through, yep. you know, learn to observe all things. And then he, this last phrase, and this is that motivational moment because he's, he's all of a sudden, he's like, you know, here's the job I've been preparing you to do. Yeah. Uh, I've been preparing you for it. It doesn't look like what you thought it would, but this is yeah. the job. And, and yeah. he said, you can do it because I have the power. And then that last phrase, I am with you always, even until the end of the world. He's like, I'm not, yeah. I told you I wasn't going to leave you comfortless. I told you I wasn't going to leave you alone. You yeah. can do this, but it's going to be it with my presence and in my power. Yeah. And it's scary, but it's so motivational when you just think about that moment of hearing, okay, now we have a job to do. And now we know exactly what it is. Yeah. And, you know, this is a direct flashback, you know, to John 14, yeah. because Jesus had had this moment with these disciples and where these where he's walking them through all of these last words. And one of the things he tells them is, look, it's good for me to go away, right? Because when I go away, number one, the comforter's going to come, which mm -hmm. we know is the Holy Spirit. He's right. going to come. And I'm sure at the time, nobody's like, OK, how can it be better that Jesus is leaving? Right. Right. Yeah. And yet what Jesus was telling them is, look, in, in, in a human form, I can only be with you 
Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, individually together as a group in one place. Right. But when the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to dwell all of you. He's going to go with you. And I'm with you always. Right. Because yeah. through the power of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And then I love this because he says, um, and this verse in verse 12 of John 14 always blows me away. He says, truly, I say to you, he who believes in me, the works that I do, he will do also. Right. Okay, and then the verse goes on and it says, greater works than these he will do because I go to the Father. Right. So it's like, Jesus is like, look, you think what I did was awesome? Yeah. What you are going to do is going to be greater than what I did in my earthly ministry Mm -hmm. because I go to the Father as, and so we understand Jesus is going to this great advocate. He is the great high priest that advocates, Mm -hmm. that is an advocate for us in empowering us to do the job he called us to do. So, I mean, this may be one of the greatest motivational moments in all of scripture. Right. And, and you can't help, but read, and I know we, we always skip. And I feel like every time I've heard it, I feel like people read fast over those first few verses because they want to get to the go. And I think so many times in our personal ministry, we skip over the all power is given unto me. We skip, we kind of, because we want to get yeah. to our job. Okay, my job. I'm going to go. I'm going to teach. I'm going to, you know, um, yeah. I'm going to train. I'm going to evangelize. I'm going to disciple. But Jesus is like, it starts with my power. Yeah. Slow your roll. Don't get to the verb yeah. first, you know. Yeah. Start yeah. with where, where your power is going to come from. Because I mm, think mm. in my personal life, I, I go and I teach and I do this. But I, 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 it's kind of like I've skipped over that that power i'm doing it just in my own flesh and my own knowledge in my own energy and i forget you know the the what what is around it his power and his presence Mm -hmm. and so when you read the whole commission great commission together Mm -hmm. it's not about us going and it's not about us teaching it's about who who we're telling you know who we're talking about we're talking about christ it's about his you know his power and presence in us and i feel like that's just i mean that's just my life sometimes when i just kind of skip over skip over what Jesus says. And I go straight to what he told me to do. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that. I can do that. And I go and I run and I'm spinning my wheels and I'm trying to figure out why is it not working? And it's because it's not in his power. And it's because I ran. It's like, you can imagine if he had said, go ye therefore, then the disciples are like, okay, we'll go. And he's like, and they're like running down the mountain. And Christ is like, wait a minute. I'm still, you know, don't don't forget to take me with you. You know what I'm saying? And that's how my life looks. Yeah. No, and I think the bookends of the power of God and the presence of God, you know, we understand he's going to go on in Acts. Luke is going to tell his, his version of this moment. He's not going to give as many details as far as uh, the commands that were given. But one of the things that Luke is going to talk about is the fact that, um, you know, they were immediately saying, in Luke, Luke tells, so they were asking him, all right, what is it going to look yeah. like now to build your kingdom, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, what is this going to look like? And Jesus says, it's not for you to know. Mm. And um, it's not for you to know all the details, but what it is for you to know is this, you're going to receive power yeah. and the Holy Spirit's going to come. So there's the power, right? Yeah. And then you're going to be witnesses and even to the remotest parts of the earth, you're going to yeah. be a witness. And so Jesus tells them to wait, to receive that power. Yeah. And so, you know, even as Jesus is commissioning these guys and, and these ladies that were up on the hillside that day, 
I think that is so important for us to realize that if we, you're right, Allie, if we take off without the power of God, if we take off without the presence of God with us, then nothing, nothing supernatural takes place. Only yeah. human stuff takes place. Mm -hmm. yeah. And we all know there's a limitation to our human abilities. Right. And there's a limitation to our human um, expertise, knowledge, wisdom, yeah. all these words you want right. to throw in here. In, yeah. in our humanness, we're limited. But if we step outside of our humanness right. to the power and the presence of God, we enter that supernatural world where Jesus said, you ask and it'll be given. Yeah. And I will, I will do in you greater works than what I did when I was here on earth. If you'll just follow this principle yeah. here of the power and the presence of God. And what a, you know, what a moment uh, exactly. on this side. Yeah. And I think these moments, it doesn't, if we look at it, this was a huge charge for the disciples and this was a huge moment for them mm -hmm. to kind of all of a sudden he's going to leave them alone. And now what kind of a situation, mm -hmm. but we can have this, we can have this Matthew 28 principle. I, I mean, daily, a couple of hours ago, I was sitting in, in my office at the workshop and I was like, okay, the next thing on my calendar today is a counseling session with one of the women. And I was already tired, but I was like, you know what? And I, I just sat and prayed and I asked mm -hmm. the Lord, I'm like, number one, give me, please, you know, and, uh, you know, calling out the, you know, praying the verses of the Bible, say, Hey, you promised wisdom when I asked, you know, and you promised it without reproach yeah. and without withholding. And, and you promised to be, you know, um, to be with me, uh, and you, you promised your power. So here's where I need it, you know, right in this moment. And then being able to step into a counseling session, um, and, and understanding that it, this was whatever I was doing and whatever I was saying was not going to be in my own strength that I had already asked. So you can, these moments don't have to be, oh, at the beginning of Reba's ministry, she had this motivational moment, you know, whatever, 20-ish years ago, um, or I didn't yeah. have this moment when I first started a workshop and you don't have it again. It's, it's his continual, because that's the bookends that you said, he's continue his continual power and continual presence in our life is available at the moment instead of just don't, don't go in your own strength. And, uh, yeah. and this, and this that's so easy to do, you know, yeah. it. It's just so easy to, uh, it's stupid. I mean, honestly, let's just get really honest and blunt. It's so stupid um, to run off your own energy and strength when you have the power of God available yes. to you. There, I yes. mean, there's just nothing about it that makes sense. Why yeah. would we do that? And yet we do. Yes. It really, exactly. it's like, but, but we do. Um, you know, we do. We take off and, um, and, and, and it doesn't take long before we run out. We tap out. Yeah. And then we're like, well, that didn't work. And it was like, well, I wonder why, you yeah. know, um, because maybe that's not the way God wanted it done. And I think if you study the book of Acts, you'll see that God yeah. did not do it in the way that people thought he might. Um, these disciples were faithful to go. The Bible tells us in Acts 2, they were waiting in that very upper room when the presence and the power of God fell in the, as the Holy Spirit came and, and empowered them. Then the next thing you know, um, Peter's preaching. And this is such a crazy thing, but just a few chapters later, what we find is they're being called the people who are turning the world upside down. Yes, yes. And there's, so you started us off by saying Jesus wanted them to change the world. Right. And it's a few chapters later that we're finding out that's exactly what they're what doing. They yeah. And you and I have the gospel today because they did their jobs. Right. And, you know, and it's like, 
that's, you know, broken people with all kinds of issues, struggles that we get to watch going through the gospels. Yeah. And yet, you know, God empowered them in such a way that they were able to take his power and his presence and change the world. And, and to know that you and I have that same Holy spirit and that same resurrection power. We have that same calling. Um, Oh my goodness. How would our lives be different if we really believe this? If we really just, if we really backed off and just said, yeah, uh, that I, I have no idea what I have. Uh, and that's what Christ was saying. It really is better that I leave because you are, are going to understand, you know, my power and my presence daily and not just in you, but in yeah. you know those around you that, that believe on my name. And so that should, that should give us unity. That should give us, um, strength that should give us mm-hmm. energy, um, to, and, and, and a desire to change, to change the world obviously for him and in him, not, you know, not for us. And so just going back to that motivational moment and saying, yeah, I have that same, we have that same uh, thing. Thanks to what the disciples did. And thanks to them saying, yes, I understand the power and presence of Christ in my, in our lives. Now we have a job to do. We, you and I, Reba can also, and everybody who's listening, who knows, who knows uh, Christ as their savior has that same power and presence available in their life to change what? To change the, the child that I'm teaching every day or to change, you know, my family or to uh, that, that to step in and say, hey, you know, we have God's power and presence in our lives daily. There can be, there can be some changes. And uh, yeah, and, and you I, know, that's the start with emptying me. Yeah. Yeah, it does. And I think that's the practicality of the moment. So you're listening and you're like, okay, wait a minute. I'm a mom and I've got kids at home. Okay. Well, wait a minute. That's your, that's your spot then. Yeah. You know, that's the place you need the power and the presence of God mm-hmm. is to be a mother. Or maybe you're in a difficult marriage right now and you're like, wow, you know, things are falling apart around me. What do you need? Well, I need the power and the presence of God to be able to be the woman that I need to be or the man that I need to be in this marriage today. Or you've got a situation at work and, you know, um, a difficult place. You've got to, you know, and I mean, the list could go on and on Mm -hmm. of people and the struggles that we're all dealing with and the challenges that we're all facing. So I don't want you to think, oh, well, this only applies so many times we box, we box this off into this compartment. Oh, well, that, that means if I'm a missionary that works or a pastor that works, this is for everyone. Um, That power and presence of God is available in our lives to make our lives different. And not, not just as we evangelize or as we disciple, but also as we just function every day. And, you know, I mean, you know, if I can just say it, we, this we're falling apart in so many ways and and so many people are being impacted by the fallout that all of the political climate and the covid climate and all of the things have had on all of us mm-hmm. and people are struggling to know you know what side of the fence are you on and what's this and what's that and you know I, it's time that we just said whoa whoa wait a minute why am i what is my real job here and what am I here for? Well, wait a minute. This is this is my calling. This is what God put me here to do. So therefore, I need the power and I need the presence of God in my life mm-hmm. to actually be a person that brings Jesus into situations. Yes, exactly. You know? And yeah, and I think so many times that we're focused on our our own opinions or we're focused on our own, maybe our own suffering or our own, you know, yeah. fears. And yeah. if we do get back to this, to this, um, to this truth that his power is with us and his presence is with us, 
then it's going to also, we're going to be guided as we are going into the world and as yeah. we're living in this world, we can, um, we can make a difference. We can show Christ's love, his grace and his truth in these yeah. moments. And um, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be either or um, because yeah. as, as Christ followers and his image bearers, you know, and that's, I talked to, mm-hmm. you know, one of our women today and I'm like, do you realize that you are an, you are an image bearer of God? He created you and he created you for you know, for a, an amazing purpose and getting her to mm. getting that truth to sink in. But, you know, we have to say this, we have to teach that to the, to the young girls in our church and to the young yeah. women in our church and, mm-hmm. and to our, our own children, or, you know, to anybody to understand how much God loves them. And, and, and all of this other stuff right now, is just, it's such a distraction um, it is. To, to his power and presence. Yeah. Yeah. To the main thing. And so, uh, man, just encouragement today. Hopefully this has been a motivational moment for you as maybe you're sitting there and with questions, just like the disciples maybe had with a disillusionment as I'm sure they had at these moments. What now? And yeah, what now and how and, and, and Lord, you know, why are you doing this the way you're doing it? And so understanding the, the, just the power that God left us with the, the presence that he promised to have with us. And if you're not experiencing that, and if that's not something that's real in your life, then I want to encourage you to get with God and to say, Lord, I'm not experiencing your presence and your power like I want to. And you say, well, Reba, how, how could I do that? Well, ironically, right after John 14, where Jesus tells them they can have it, he spends John 15 telling them how to get it. Yeah. So if you're lost today and trying to figure out how, to, how, do you, how do I get back to where I need to be or how do I get there to where I can experience that power and that presence of God, I just want to encourage you to go to John 15 mm-hmm. and follow the directives that God gives his very disciples. Um, and I promise you, if you'll do these things, then God is faithful to deliver on his promise. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, that's good. Well, man, I hope you've enjoyed this motivational moment today as we've talked a little bit about uh, Christ and his ascension and those promises that he gave us. Man, this was really, really, really good. And so uh, I hope you'll join us next time. We're going to continue these for a little, for a few more weeks. And so we'd love to hear from you. Uh, Let us know if you're enjoying it. Let us know. uh, Maybe you have your own motivational moment. We'd love to hear about that. Um, But um, Allie, we're going to let these guys go for now and we'll, we'll, we'll connect with them again next week. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to Rooted Deep. To learn more about Dare for More Ministries, go to dareformore.org and look up Mercy Workshop at mercyjewelry.org.